what is up this is take it or leave it we are here uh, early again uh, again you won't know this because you well you might know this because we're gonna actually gonna release it i think tonight for you because everybody's gonna be off to, tomorrow might as well right i'm saying it like it's my idea isa just had that idea like five minutes ago yeah actually gonna like be 30 off, seconds ago have some free time when you're driving to your relative's house by the way be safe yes have, do what you got to do but be safe have a happy fourth of july and we'll probably say that again at the end of that yep. the end of the episode that would probably make more but sense we're just prefacing yeah because we care about you listeners because yeah, you know there's so many of you we don't want to lose any of you because yeah. you know losing one listener won't drop our percentage by like at least 15 <laughs> percent no that wouldn't i mean one let's do the math let's not so <laughs> yeah, um, let's not so happy to have you here as usual uh actually a decent amount to talk about this week don't know how long the episode will be but buckle up we are gonna have a blast with it as we usually do uh, so yep. first on the agenda is the nba obviously if we didn't lead with the nba we'd be crazy we would be a sports a, a podcast that calls them sports selves a por- sports chip remix Let's let's remix that. Let me back up. Sports, 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 Then we would be a sports podcast or a podcast that called themselves a sports podcast, but really just talks about random stuff, which actually describes us perfectly. So I guess we won't lead with the NBA today. No, no, we will. Okay, we will lead with the yes. NBA today. Yes, very um, exciting news. Yeah, a lot of free agent decisions. Probably the biggest free agent start or start to free agency that we've had in a long time. Yeah, it was quick and it was over quick. Well, it was, it's also been a big year. I saw a crazy stat. This is going to be probably totally wrong, but it was definitely more than 50%, I believe, that more than 50% of the league is free agents. Well, not anymore, obviously, because it's going now. Really? But before free agency period started, like before oh. Sunday, that more than 50% of the league was free agents, which hmm. is wild. It is. So a lot of those being obviously very good it's players. It's a player's league. Yes, it is. <laughs> so, uh, who do we got first on the agenda? Let's let's we'll leave Kawhi for last because he's technically still a free agent. So, who do we want to start with? Well, I think it's only like obvious that we start with the big one-two combo of KD and Kyrie Ooh, to the Nets. Yeah, New York got their guys. Not the Knicks, though. Yeah, a one-two punch to the Nets. Wow. A literal um, one-two. Yeah, and it's going to be good for them because the East is wide open, especially if Kawhi goes. Um, obviously a great team in Milwaukee, but they're losing a lot. Yeah, Still they, have Giannis. They lost Brogdon. Brogdon went uh, to the Pacers. Yes. But they kept Middleton. I think they re-signed Middleton. Yes, yes. So still a very good team, yep. but lost some pieces. Um, and then they they also added um, the other Lopez brother. Oh, so they so both they, are playing they together? They Brooke and Robin. Okay. And the first time in their career that they're playing together. Very cool. Very cool. So twins going to be balling out. Then you've got Jimmy Butler Yep. going to the Heat. Miami. So, yeah, so that's going to be I'm taking my se- my talents to South Beach. Yes. That was LeBron, though. Oh. So don't. Oh. That's blasphemy. Anyways. That <laughs> So, yeah, the East is wide open. I mean, it's going to be a very... Now, if Kawhi comes back, I think they'd be the favorites. Obviously, you got to you got to make them the favorites. Yeah, after winning. Especially with too. Milwaukee losing some some pieces. Yes. But East is going to be very good. I don't know. The Nets could end up being very close with the Raptors as favorites, co-favorites maybe, because that's a very good team. The only problem with them not becoming favorites, yes, they got KD, but he's also injured. Mm. So, that's true. Yes, so I'm they thinking, added I'm thinking if next Kawhi, year. yes, next year. Yes, if Kawhi signs a 4-year deal, even a 2-year deal, then yes, next year is what I'm thinking, but no, you're right. Nets are still good with just Kyrie, but I mean, even KD shooting from a wheelchair is better than that's half true. the NBA. That's true. Um, you think they'll do that? Will uh, be an option. I I don't know because none of the players play in steel-toed basketball shoes, so mm. if he ran over a toe, you could also like really take out some mm, talent in the NBA. Gotcha, and they don't really call foul on like stepping on someone's toes, so right. they can't really call foul on wheeling over someone's toe. Yeah, think about if he like rammed into your shins while mm. you're taking a shot. That that hurt. 
That might be a foul, though, if you're in the air. Oh, yeah, yeah, if you're in the air. Uh, okay. Or so, setting a pick by running into your shins. He'd be a good pick setter yeah. in a wheelchair. Be real wide Yikes. set. Okay. So, I'm uh, sorry. Who, who, who else we got on this list? Obviously, a lot of a lot of names. Yep, because Kyrie left the Celtics. They had to fill that spot. They got Kemba. Okay, so he's essentially, in my mind, a better version. It's hard to say better than Isaiah Thomas was with them. But the reason I say better is just because he's a little bigger, obviously. Yep. I think Kemba's like 6'2"-ish. Um, obviously, Isaiah was... Five nine, I think. Which I think he just got picked up. Yeah, he by did. the Wizards. He did, um, which I thought was interesting because they're adding him to a team that already has John Wall. Right. So I don't know. They're kind of the same player. Obviously, Wall a little bit bigger, more athletic, can go to the rim better, but they're very similar players, a very similar style style of play. But anyways, you know. Yeah. But John Wall has his own song. Ah, wait, he does. Yeah, to the John Wall. John oh. Wall. I do it for the city, and I do it for the fans. Dang. No, you don't remember I'm that? Learning, no, I'm learning things every day. Okay. Yeah, no, look it up. I'm, I feel like I'm becoming a dad. I'm, I'm not, not sure if it's on dad. Spotify or not, but it used to, I think it used Probably. to be on YouTube. They even had like a special dance for the John Wall. Does he know about this? Uh, I would assume so. Okay. Well, I hope someone writes a song about me one day. I'll write a song about you. Perfect. And it's done. My wish has been... Are you a genie? Not yet. Not yet. It has been granted oh, yet okay all right i will write a song about you well, that'd be nice one day so kemba with the celtics i like it i think it's a good move yeah no it's good for the celtics terrible on the hornets part because yeah. he's one of those players that i don't think he's worth that max deal but he is a very good basketball player a minus i would say basketball player so you kind of have to give it to him if you're the Hornets because what do they have right now? And they, it, that's the thing. He was kind of looking like he was the face of their franchise. Yeah, they were struggling with him. And now, and, and obviously struggling, what, what I mean by struggling is like they were viable but like not quite there with him, and now you lose him. I just don't understand it. So I think he'll be very good under Brad Stevens. Um, I think he'll... I think he's a little bit better leader and might take some coaching a little bit better than Kyrie, but I don't know. I could be wrong. I, I think that's a good move for the Celtics. Um, what else do we got here? I've got a list here, too. I'm making you do all the work uh, looking at no, the list. No, you're good. Uh, Clay is staying yes. a warrior, yes. and he even, like, uh, was it Twitter or some, some social media he he showed, I think it was Instagram, where his, his uh, caption was, like, always going to be a warrior or something like that, that there was no question about it. So... Uh, that the fact that like people even including us were kind of skeptical like if he would go somewhere else he's saying no he's a warrior for life well you know looking back on the absurd opinions that we did last week when i said neither kd nor clay would play another game now i realized the flaw in it now it was it was called absurd opinion so i wanted something out there but looking back like realistically if one goes, they have to get the other, regardless. If it was Clay that went, they had to sign KD. And if it's, well, obviously it was KD's choice, but so now realizing KD leaves, they've got to do, they've got to keep Clay. But I think we decided to give me a half point on that. So yep. I'm half wrong. Yep. Um, which is generous because you could still beat me. I could, and that is generous, but I will accept it <laughs> <laughs> because I don't want to take a shot of hot sauce. But, um yeah so clay is a warrior big contract he deserves it also will be hurt a lot of speculation is until february next year that he'll get back in the lineup around then i don't see it on a torn acl and i just don't see it they don't seem like they're going to be on any sort of finals run even though they've added d'angelo um you know d'lo which he could be our next one we talk about we haven't talked about him yet so yes so they've added him to the warriors team i don't think they're going to be looking like a finals contender they could still play very well, but I don't think they'll be. Um, I think that all depends on Kawhi, and we'll get there. Yes, but but I don't, just a little head, kind yeah, of a little so preview if, for that. If is, they made the finals, would Clay show up? I would think that he tries hardest to get to the point to come back for the finals. But I think it's very unlikely, and I don't think they will be in the finals. And if they're not in the finals, Clay won't play next season. Yeah, that's a good point. But I think they're still a very good team, even where they're at right now, without Clay, with D'Lo. Now, D'Lo, it's speculated that 
he is with the Warriors right now just to have something because they lost KD. Clay's hurt. Blah, blah, blah. Lost Iggy. Lost Kayvon Looney, right? Boogie's Boogie's a free agent. I believe Kayvon Looney signed somewhere else. Thank goodness. Which he, as much as we disliked him, he is a solid player and he's an up and comer. He'll never be a star, but he'll always be a good bench guy. Um, Possibly a low tier starter one day, but he's a decent piece for them and he he had a lot of minutes for them. So he just looked like but, he was scared in the finals that last game. He, he just did. looked like he froze. Which is an experience. He's young. Yeah. But that being said, he's gone. And with a little preview to the Kawhi, we'll get more into Kawhi later. But let's say Kawhi stays in Toronto or goes to the Clippers, does not go to the Lakers. Who's the favorite in the East right now? You could argue four or five different teams. You could argue the Lakers. <laughs> You can argue the Rockets. Yeah, I was literally could, sitting yeah. here with my mouth open, like just trying to think. I was like, I can't say exactly. who the favorite you is. You could literally have viable arguments for the Lakers, the Rockets, the Clippers, the Warriors, the Pelicans. Yeah. Like, who's the favorite? Who the Pelicans just added J.J. Redick. Boom. Big for... More talent. Yes. Another wonderful shooter, all-time shooter. Yeah. To add to Lonzo's play style, to add to perfect for Zion's play style, because yep. Zion's going to be that big smash you in the mouth at the rim. Lonzo's going to be the facilitator. you got Josh Hart who can shoot. You've got J.J. Redick that can shoot. I mean, they've got... They're a, building a squad. They man. are. And again, a lot of young and experience. But that, that's a lot. Brandon that can Ingram. Come, yeah, a I lot mean, that can come from the bench, too. Like they, they have, yes. They've got probably a solid seven-man team. Right solid now. roster. Very young. I still say three years from now, they're the powerhouse, in my opinion. If they all develop the way we think they are, that team's going to be disgusting in three And it years. might not even take three years. It might not. And it could click this year because a couple of those ones that we're talking about developing is Lonzo, Ingram, Josh Hart. These guys have been Zion. in the league for a little while, well, for a few Zion years now. Been in the league, but... Yeah, they've been in the league a little while, and I don't think Zion's going to take long to click. So. No. They could potentially, if if Zion, if the sorry, chemistry if, is if there, Lonzo, yeah, if Lonzo Ingram and Josh Hart hit their hit, kind of click in the league this year, if they kind of have their coming out year, Zion's not going to take long. That could be a nasty team. And JJ Redick's a vet. Oh, you know, just a solid little bit vet, of a lot of experience, great shooter, great guy. Just a little mentorship, you know. He could, yeah, he could legitimately mentor that team into yeah. becoming something great. Yeah. So that's an impressive. Team. So yeah. So so again, like. I don't know. Like the, the this is the best year. I hate to say like it's great for Clay to get hurt. It'd just be better for him not to get hurt. But this is the best time for him to get hurt because there's not a favorite in in the West this year. It's it's wild, but yeah, it's gonna be interesting. So so yeah, JJ to the Pels. We went over that. We went over Clay, um, Jimmy Butler to that. We touched on that to Miami. Anybody else? Uh. I've got one that I like a lot. Go ahead. Which is Derrick Rose to the Pistons. Okay. Because him and Blake being together. Yeah. That'll be a good combo. Yeah, and he's scrappy. Yeah. Um, and is you know he's starting to get to like, what is he? He's, he's got to be thirty now, close to it. Um, he's he's got to be very close to it. Yeah. Oh, he I think he might be twenty nine. Okay, so he's kind of to that. He's not on the other side. He's not on the other side of the hill of his career, but he's kind of getting to that. Like he's a veteran now. No, oh, yeah, injuries, he's definitely a veteran. His his injuries have have really kind of sucked the best years for him out. But now he's learning his role as a. He can still be a scrappy kind of bench scorer, even a starter for a team that needs him. Obviously, the Pistons. Oh no, he was born eighty eight. So, so he's, he's thirty one. Thirty one this year, October. Wow. Okay. This year, October, he'll be thirty one. Okay. So you're right, right on the nose, thirty. Nice. That was a absolute guess. Um, so let me see. I'm, I'm going to my list to see what else we, we're missing. Anything else you want to say about Derrick Rose? Um, no, I just really like that combo, Blake and okay. Derrick, both being vets. Sure. And both having not similar play styles because they're very different position players, yeah. but them both being that kind of gritty and like yeah. hard yeah, work yeah. and throw your body on the line. Yeah. You know, Blake being injured and playing – Last year in the playoffs, and then Derek like literally throws his body anywhere, like his life's on the line to get that ball. You know, on top so, of that, Blake can shoot now. Yes, so that's helpful. Yeah, where'd that come from? I, I mean, he like you said, the work ethic. He's probably been yeah. 
Ben Simmons, hello. Take a nope. note from <laughs> Blake Griffin and go put yourself in the gym. You can learn to shoot, buddy. Yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, just like I heard someone say, and it's so true, you at least want to see him come out this year and at least attempt some jumpers. Yeah. Doesn't have to be three point jumpers. Eventually, you probably got to learn to shoot the three. I mean, you should be already, but whatever. It's just it's yeah. so frustrating because he could be so good, but he's just. Yeah, so I want to keep an eye on that combo this year. Derek, Derek Rose, Rose Blake, Griffin. Blake Griffin. I like yeah. it. My last one that, that, that I want to talk about before we get into Kawhi Leonard is Tobias Harris. He is staying with uh, the. Or no, I'm sorry. He went to. Was he already with Philly? I believe he was with the Mavericks. No, it was the Clippers. He was with the Clippers earlier this year, I believe, and then got traded to Philly late in the season, probably at the trade deadline. I can't remember. I can't remember. But stays with Philly, anyways. All that aside. Signs a huge five-year, $180 million contract to stay with Philly. And then after they do that, they also add uh, Al Horford to the mix. Yes, because they're, you know, they lost a little bit um, in J.J. Redick. So I'm assuming they felt like they had to retain something. And Tobias Harris is a good player. He's a B-plus player, B player. But 180 mil for five years, that's quite a bit. For that, and I feel like he's just kind of a role player. He's never gonna be your one, never gonna be your two. Shouldn't be. If he is, your team's not good enough. <laughs> so he's a good three. If he's a four, if he's your fourth, like go-to guy. Now you've got a really good team. If he's your third, you're probably still a piece away. So I don't know. That's 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 player. That's like your first or second option money, and they're paying it to a guy who I believe is their you know third fourth option. So. You know, which is good because, like I said, if he's your third or fourth, you're okay, and he is their third or fourth option. But they just paid him like he's a one or two, so I don't know. A lot of money, but that was my kind of. You better take perform on. this year then. Yeah, yeah, and, and honestly, because he had a decent year, he averaged like twenty a game, with like eight rebounds, three assists. So, anyways, yeah, just thought that was a little bit of. An interesting contract, but that's all I've got with free agency. If you want to get on to Kawhi, you got anything else you want to say before we get to Kawhi? Uh, yeah, I got one more. Um, it's Mr. Leonard. Um, oh, who's that? Um, uh, Mr. Leonard. Okay, where'd he go? Uh, we don't know yet. What do you mean? Free agency's been open for like three days, four days. Uh, how is he? Doesn't how is he not signed yet? Uh, because I don't think he knows either. Oh, okay. Are we talking about Kawhi Leonard? Yeah, but okay. I don't. I don't know him on a first name basis, and like as of right now, he's being a businessman. So I want to re- Mr. reference him as a businessman. Okay. Mr. Leonard. Yeah. So Mr. Leonard spoke with the Clips, obviously. Yep. Uh, while in LA, uh, might as well speak to the Lakers too. Yep. And what happened then? It was like leading up through this whole process. It was he's going to the Clippers, going to the Clippers, going to the Clippers. Because that's what he said in the past is that he wanted to play for the Clippers. Yes. And then he goes to the Lakers and talks to them. And what did we hear? Uh, it was a flood of all sorts of... Remix, remix, re, re, remix. It was this whole crazy social media frenzy, news, sports news frenzy. He's at the Lakers. He's at the Lakers. He's signing with the Lakers. And I forget who it was, but yeah, it someone wasn't... even like confirmed he's going to the Lakers. Yes. Yes. I think, oh, who was it? It was a former, I know um, Kendrick Perkins, I think was one of them. I know there was a few former NBA players that were like, he's going to the Lakers. Michael Rappaport, the actor slash yep. sports guy. Like he was like, you know, cause he's a LeBron hater. Yep. Hates LeBron, hates LA. Huge Boston fan, obviously, so hates L.A., uh, the Lakers. And he said, I'm the last person that wants this, so I'm not just pushing the agenda. But it's done. He's going to the Lakers. Then what happens? Not a few hours ago, he gets to back to Toronto to meet with them. And those same people are, oh, well, it's like a 90% chance he's staying in Toronto. What do you mean? Like... Yeah, this whole process is frustrating because anyone like sniffs a hint and they just run wild with it that it's a hundred percent confirmation or like this is the most likely option. Like, how many times have you heard this? This, you know, leading up to this free agency period and during it, like, yeah, Kawhi's gonna go here for sure. Oh, Kawhi's majority op- opportunities, he's gonna go here. Yeah, like, and it was like Clippers, 
no doubt. And then they, he wins a championship, and they're like, "How can he leave Toronto? He's staying in Toronto." Yep. Oh wait, he's with the he. It's ninety five percent. He's gonna be a Laker. It's over. Parody is done in the NFL or in the NBA. Lakers are winning the whole thing, and now he's back in Toronto. It's like, oh, he was staying the whole time. What do you mean? Like, yeah. And now, uh, and now everyone's like falling back on it. Like, oh yeah, yeah. He's he's not gonna be in L.A. now that he's like going back to Toronto. He's not gonna be in L.A. He just bought a house in Toronto. He's staying there. Like, okay, get out of this guy's personal life, man. Like, where do you care that he bought a house? Like, he's he's just trying to play some basketball. Yeah, and he even said like, we're gonna keep this private until we make a decision yeah and it's like people don't didn't take that seriously and it's like i truly think right now it's probably 33 you know what we'll give toronto a little bit because i think i was saying this to you earlier we'll say they have a little edge simply so because 34 percent. yeah we'll say 34 percent toronto which would leave us with 66 percent left so we'll say 33 33 right yeah. it works perfectly how does that work oh because it's usually 33.3333 like repeating okay so yeah so we'll say 34 percent Toronto, 33-33, LALA, uh, Clippers-Lakers, obviously. And I don't think he knows. And I and the reason I give Toronto that little oh, extra was that. Your math just had me have an interesting um, idea. like a, Epiphany. What, yes. He is 66% likely to go to LA. Oh. Math okay. adds up. It, the math does add up. So, shoot. So, how do we arrange this so that it's majority Toronto so my point works? Eh, I'm not going to do that. Okay. The <laughs> I'm, I was being dumb. No, I like it. <laughs> um. So, yeah. So, Toronto. And the only reason I give them the edge is because we all have that mindset of kind of like, okay. So, for example, you know, obviously, let's say someone's favorite movie their whole life is Remember the Titans. And then they see a, a movie, and they love it, and they're in the moment, and that's their new favorite movie. A week later, you ask them, and their favorite movie is probably Remember the Titans again. So we'll give and that if not, to, wait two weeks, yeah. and then it's back to the yeah, old. exactly. It, eventually, over time, it's going to go back to the old yeah, one. Yeah, it's that, it's, like, when you're in the moment, that thing is kind of, that engulfs your emotion and engulfs everything. So, it's in front, of, in front of you, it's present, it's, it's there, accessible, it's fresh it's in your t- head. Yes. That's what I'm giving... That's why I'm giving Toronto the edge, simply because he's in Toronto right now. He's in front of this this team that he's been playing with for a year. He's in front of probably all his all his teammates. I'm sure they brought in his closest friends to pitch this. Um, Just won the kind of like the finals. Yes, kind of like the Warriors doing with KD when they brought Steph and Draymond and Clay. Same thing in Toronto, and exactly just won the finals. Have great memories. You. You it's build fresh. relationships. Yes, it's fresh. And then they're going to give you this great pitch with good money. Now, I don't think they can offer as much as either the Clippers or the Lakers. But still, it, it's so I give them the edge for that reason alone. But it's a small edge. It, so I truly don't think he knows. They're going to try to play won't. on the emotions. We can't oh, give you the you money, you but to. we can give you the experience. You have to. They're going to say, you know, we're going to give you ex- everything we can. And... Yeah. And how many? Look what we built here with you. Like I, I don't want to say like anyone's gonna be corrupt or anything, but how many people outside the organization that have like some sort of power are gonna offer him something? Yeah. You know, like I forget who it was. Was it a senator or something? that was offering him his his city bus pass or? Oh yeah. You know, no, so- it was a, it was a baseball player. It was that's not. It, it was someone that plays for the Cincinnati Reds, but okay. he's from Toronto. Okay. Offered him, you the, know, just yeah. so a bunch of stuff like that. Like, how many perks and stuff he's gonna get, like from outside sources? Yeah, you know, I don't want to say it's a corrupt system at all, and I don't think Kawhi is the kind of guy to like keep it corrupt. Like, yeah. if if it was, he'd still make his decision based off of what's in front, like business. Mr. Yeah. Leonard, sorry, I call Mr. him Kawhi. Leonard, Mr. I'm, Leonard, I'm sorry, Mr. Leonard. And again, this this has so much. This decision will have such a ripple effect in this league because if he chooses. The Clippers, we t- said it earlier, if he chooses the Clippers or Toronto, this league has 10 to 12 teams that can win a title, in my opinion. If he chooses the Lakers, it's going to be hard to argue or imagine another team beating that team. And that could very well be the best super team or the best big three we will ever see. Well, not ever, because obviously more could come we have ever seen. 
Yes. Because you you match that I would up 100% with 100% agree. You match that up with Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce and Ray Allen, all very good. I don't think any of the, any of the three of them were as good as these three. Maybe KG in his prime. Then you and obviously Ray Allen's an all-time shooter, but as far as a basketball player in general, not as good as any of those three. Then you look at Chris Bosh, LeBron, and Wade, and D Wade. LeBron's and if you just match LeBron. them up. LeBron was better then. He's younger. He was in his prime. Still very good now. AD is much better than Chris Bosh, and Chris Bosh is a great player. Yeah. And Kawhi's love D Wade, but Kawhi is better than Dwayne Wade. Yep. At any point in his career, like Kawhi is incredible. Yep. So, and those are the three. Those oh, are the Ms. only Mr. other. Mr. Leonard. Yeah, Mr. Leonard. And those are the only two big three that come to mind. I even compare them to the rest are just mostly big twos because the big three thing didn't really happen until the Celtics. Right. So, yeah, it, it's going to be tough to so so. This decision has a huge effect on the league. Now, it will be interesting to see what Kawhi values because if he truly values winning and getting as many rings as he can, you would think it'd be a no-brainer. He's going to the Lakers, right? I. I that's why I see it happening, man. That, and that's and that's what I think. Now, if he values loyalty, building something kind of on his own, um, I don't know what else, having the having the, a country behind you in Canada. Yeah, literally a country. Literally behind a you. country behind you, or you know, I, I don't see any scenario where he goes to the Clippers at this point. I'd be very surprised if he chose the Clippers. Honestly, the only reason I see him going there is because that's what he wanted originally. Yeah, well, and I don't even know why he want he's been wanting to play for the Clippers because he said in the past like I want to play for him, want to play for him. I think it's because he he's been saying like I want to play home, I want to play at home, but. They're both in L.A., so they're both home. I don't know if maybe he was a fan growing up. That's a possibility. A kid, yeah. That he was specifically a Clippers fan. That's a possibility. Or, you know, like maybe it's like Chicago with Northside, Southside, and the yeah. Cubs and Sox, and he was, you know, Clippers exactly. side, exactly. essentially. It's possible. I don't know. But at this point, just none of it makes sense to me because if he goes to the Clippers, I think that's his worst chance at winning another title. They were a good team last year. They were fine. I just think it's his worst chance of winning another title. I, I think he has a much better chance in Toronto, and then obviously almost a guaranteed sh- shot with the Lakers. Nothing's almost almost but... a guaranteed ring in, yes. in L.A. Yes. with the Lakers. Yes. Um, so I, I can't see the Clippers being a, an option at this but that's point. That's the thing is, but... I, like me personally, like trying to read Kawhi, I can't. Uh, reading Mr. Leonard, sorry. Mr. Leonard. Um, I, I can't. You know, like, I don't know what he's going to choose because he's such a different person, such he a is. different player. Like, and it's it's not a bad thing, but like, he, he's doing him. So you, you really can't choose. And I don't know if, if he knows, because if he doesn't know, then there's no way any of us know. You know, all we can do is make an educated guess and yeah. see what happens. So let's do that. Let's end it right here, right now. We'll end our, our this, this NBA segment with we'll both guess when and who. Okay. With no stipulations, we already got a big one going right now with yeah. the, with just just when and who bragging rights. Um, you want to go first? Or you want me to go? You go first, because I know mine's gonna be different. I'm gonna go Lakers. I think he chooses the Lakers, and I'm gonna say tomorrow because I think he's gonna mull. I think he's and by tomorrow he means Thursday since we're recording yes, Wednesday. So I apologize. Thursday, July fourth. I believe Kawhi Leonard will pick the Lakers. Now, a little preface, if he chooses today, you'll find out because we are going to re-record and add it to the end of the episode. But, yeah, if not, you know, you'll hear from us next week. I'm going to say tomorrow, July 4th, Thursday, he'll pick the Lakers. That's what I'm going with. All right. I'm going to go with the Clippers. Aha! Uh-huh. I'm just gonna go Clippers because it seems the most far fetched, but it's what he. That's that's the thing that keeps popping in my head. That the only reason Clippers are in the conversation is because it's somewhere he said he's wanted to play, and now he finally has an opportunity to choose where he wants to play. I don't know. And it, when? And when? I would say the fifth because he's the kind of guy that would give you the holiday off. <laughs> That's true. I say tomorrow just because I think he's going to take tonight and maybe late into the night with his family and his agent. If he's just getting into Toronto today, he's going to have his time with Toronto. 
think about it tonight. Have a day off enjoy on the 4th. Enjoy the day tomorrow. And enjoy then... the holiday and release it the 5th. Okay, so the Clippers the 5th. Yes. Friday the 5th. Friday the 5th. Friday, July 5th. And I say Lakers the 4th. The 4th of July. All right. We'll find out. Can't wait. Um, how cool would it be, though, to be like, yeah, he's in L.A., regardless of the, the team. July 4th, fireworks, Stranger Things, blah, blah, blah. Also, um, I need him to not be in Toronto for my absurd opinion. That Oh, okay, week. that's right. So, <laughs> okay. If yeah. that had nothing to do with it, you'd still go Clippers? I, I think so, because okay. it's his choice, you know? And that's what he, that's what we've been hearing for a year. Yeah. It's where he wanted to get traded to from... from well, uh, actually, at that time, I think it was the Lakers he was requesting. From the Spurs? I think so. I think he 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 said either, but he preferred the Lakers. I could be wrong on that, but I hmm. thought that's what. I don't know, but no, you're right. As far as like choosing somewhere, he has been saying the Clippers. So yeah, we'll find out. Yep. All right, we're gonna get into some. Obviously, you know we're between sports seasons. Got a lot going on in the NBA. Really, no hockey right now. Baseball is again the time that even baseball fans don't like. Middle of the season. <laughs> Um, and yeah, so we're going to just get into kind of some random sports talk. So anything that is going on, we're going to dump it into the segment. Got a few, four or five things we want to discuss. So we're going to start it off with Wimbledon. Obviously there, you could talk about a million stories going on in Wimbledon. Who's Wimbledon? Um, very nice lady. Oh, could be a man. Oh, oh. Anyways, tennis, obviously, right? Wimbledon is tennis, I think. Yeah, pretty sure. Just kidding. So, Lexi and I, my wife, we were on vacation this past week, and we were kind of channel surfing. Decided to watch a little of uh, a few, like match or two, and we came across Coco Goff and Venus Williams, which was an interesting matchup because it's the oldest woman competing at Wimbledon against the youngest woman competing at Wimbledon. I believe uh, Venus is thirty-nine ish, something like that, forty, and Coco. Is or Corey, if is her full name. I like the name Coco though. So Coco is 15 years old, <laughs> and so Easton and I were talking about this, and we were like, "Where where were we when we were 15?" And it was sure it was certainly not Wimbledon. So very interesting match, and boy oh boy, you know I was thinking it would be a good matchup because you you always get these young girls competing and. Not always, but it's like usually they put up a really good fight against these kind of mega stars and then kind of fizzle out towards the end and kind of lose the match. That did not happen here. Coco was in complete control and dominated Venus. It was a bittersweet thing because everybody loves Venus and, and obviously Serena, greatest, maybe the greatest athlete of all time, arguably. And so it was kind of like the fans and even myself, you kind of feel bad for Venus, but you can't help but cheer for this young 15-year-old girl, up-and-coming star who dominates. And then today, I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce the player she played today, um, but uh, she, she beat another woman today at Wimbledon. Both, she, she won the set, or I'm sorry, she won the match, both sets 6-3, so absolute domination again. She also beat Venus. Um, she won both sets 6-4, so really didn't touch her. The one thing Lexi and I noticed, Easton, you you got to see this girl play. She has this serve. A and serve. I, yes. Well, a like, crazy serve altogether. Is it soft serve? No, it is not soft serve. It's quite the opposite. And she puts it in this perfect spot. And I think she scored. She had to at least score seven, eight times where Venus oh, couldn't even serve. yeah, where Venus couldn't even return it because she would put it, she it was hard, 115 miles an hour, whatever it was, fast serve, and so just right like, on Venus's inside hip. Okay, so it's tight, so it's hard to adjust. Yes, yeah, so think about Venus being a right-handed player trying to get to her hip. She's got to either move her feet fast enough, and she couldn't because this serve is coming in so fast, so it would just go off her racket out of it would just not even have have a chance it was incredible she did it multiple times and this girl's service what's interesting is she actually has a very similar play style to both venus and serena 
almost looks like them too as far as body type and whatnot. So it was almost hard to tell like who was on which side because obviously you're, you're watching from kind of far away up top. Awesome match. Um, Lexi and I really got into it and uh, we were on vacation actually didn't it like didn't get us out of the, of our hotel for a few hours because we were watching the whole match. Well, it took about an hour. Um, really interesting. The girl can play. Keep an eye on her at Wimbledon. She is going to be a force this year at Wimbledon and for years to come in the tennis community. Anything to say about that, or you want to go with your story? Uh, that that sounds very exciting, and uh, maybe I'll I'll watch to get some like tips for like ping pong. Ah, uh, not sure if it'll work, but it might. Very similar games, just yeah, very different techniques. Yeah, not really actually. Except for just like on a the, smaller the level. serve, you can't. That's true. You, you, you cannot can't serve just, like as a spike from yeah. in the middle of the air. Yeah, no, you'd yeah. probably never get a return. So maybe. Maybe I won't. Everything but maybe else, else to watch because it sounds like very exciting. No, she is an exciting player. And very fun to watch. Would she be the youngest to win Wimbledon? I don't know. How young was Ser- I think Serena was pretty young too when she won her first Wimbledon. I don't know. But 15 Something I have to look sounds up. very young. How about this? Why don't you go with your lead or your story, whatever we want to call it. Okay. And I'm going to look it up. You might hear my computer clone clack, clack, clack. So deal with it. Just like Santa on the rooftop. Down in the chimney comes old Saint Nick. Yeah. And with that, Ethan, go ahead. <laughs> All right. We are moving over uh, to women's soccer. Uh, Woo! Usa Saka. Usa, Usa, Usa Saka. Yep. Uh, still our number one hit. And still no royalties. But... Um, the women's national team uh, played France, as we told you they would on Friday, and they beat France 2-1, to one, and both goals were scored again by Repino. So, like, how, how crazy is that? Not only did she score both the goals against Spain in their both PKs, now she beat France. Well, not she didn't beat France. Uh, you know, the U.S. women's national team beat France, and both the goals are by her again. And so she's just, like dominating saying right now and everyone's looking at her and freaking out and um there was even a tweet from zach efron who said he's gonna dye his hair purple now because um uh, megan is going so wild so um i feel like zach efron can pull off any hair his hair was white for a little bit and now he's gonna dye it purple and i don't think he'll look bad at all it's i don't know if he can ever look bad yeah He's good looking. Okay, moving on. Uh, Tuesday was yesterday. But if you're listening to this, Tuesday was whenever Tuesday was. Two days was. ago. Or whenever Tuesday was for you. Yes. And Tuesday, the U.S. Women's National Team beat England. So there was two games in between recordings. Score couldn't have been 2-1 again. It could have. Because third time's charm. Shut your mouth. I don't okay. know what that means. Yeah, just just don't shut it actually, because that would be really bad for a podcast. And no, that would end my segment. That would, so don't end your segment. Okay. Uh so they beat England two to one. And um which was very, very good game, very close game. And in the eighty fourth minute, USA um or England rather had a penalty kick and it was saved, an incredible save. Um, and kept them in the lead, 2-1. So they were able to finish out the game. Which puts them in the final. And won. World Cup Finals. Which puts them in the World Cup Finals, which is being played Sunday. Against, did you see who we're going the against? Netherlands. Netherlands. And the Netherlands beat Sweden one nothing. Yes. In the 99th minute. Yes. So like that, that was a tough game for them as well. Yes. I do feel that we have went through. Netherlands, very good team. Very good club. Not even a club because at that point a national team, but very good team. I do feel that we might have went through a couple better teams, however. Yes. In f- all three of the teams yes. we beat, France, Spain, and England, I'd probably take, if I had to, any of those three against Netherlands if they were to play Netherlands. So obviously anything can happen, and we don't want to get too cocky, especially we don't want our ladies getting too cocky, but I feel very good about sunday i do as well so tune in to the ladies oh we got to go back to the 
England win, though. Yes. Something happened that was fantastic. What was it? Uh, after uh, Alex Morgan scored a goal, she had this phenomenal celebration that I love and I thought was hilarious. But apparently people are getting upset about it, so now it's something to talk about. Distasteful. Yeah. she uh, After she scored... She looked at the crowd and acted like she was sipping a cup of tea with Pinkies her pinkies up. Yep. <laughs> Let's back to SpongeBob. It all comes back to SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, dude. I loved that moment. Yeah. She is I mean, that team is feisty. They are scrappy, they're gritty, yep. and they're very good at what they do. <laughs> yep. And I, I just I thought it was funny. Like I didn't think it was distasteful or there's anything wrong with it. No. I you mean, know? obviously like we know maybe, it, it's history. It happened. It was funny. The you know, and like, like t- even still, they you know, English people like their tea and crumpets. Who doesn't? I like tea. Tea and crumpets. So before I get to my next story, if if you can call it that, I guess we actually no. These next two were just kind of going in together. Regardless, I did find a little something. I didn't get a straight answer of the youngest winner of Wimbledon. I'm sure I could find it if I looked a little harder, but this should answer it decent enough for us. Okay. This says, um, and I'm going to probably butcher the name, so I apologize. Jennifer Capriati was the youngest player. It, it really says Coco became the second youngest player to win a single match oh. at Wimbledon. And now she's won two at this point, obviously. Okay. Um, this Jennifer Capriati was 14 years old when she oh. won a 91. Won a match. Won a match. So I would assume if coco somehow goes on to win wimbledon she would be the youngest okay um because at that point it would have pulled something else up i i mean you'd think if she was the winner of wimbledon it would say jennifer capriati is the youngest winner yeah just not a match so she probably won a match or two and got booted no Um, she won a match exactly and coco won two coco's already won two yeah so coco's number one in my heart she's got to be so still i don't know who the youngest female is to win wimbledon Ever, but I know the youngest to win a match. Could we say it's going to be Coco? Could be Coco pretty soon. So the next thing we want to talk about now that we got that cleared up. So we're, we're a Coco podcast. We are a Coco podcast. We will, I was going to say only be talking Coco Goff from here on out for the rest of this life of the podcast, but I'm not going to put that on the line. But yes, we're a Coco podcast. Yes. Team Coco. Pro Coco. Sorry about that. <laughs> Coco Puff. <laughs> I like it. Um, anyways, so our next story we're going to talk about together, next two stories. Easton showed me a video that I kind of watched. Well, you were actually watching. I kind of peeked over your shoulder, watched it a little bit, and then watched it today on my own of Odell Beckham working out. Yes. Doing some footwork drills. He is incredible his footwork is stupid he's he's gotten it looks like he's gotten faster it, it does his footwork is so clean so that's clean, the big part of it so precise yeah not only his his feet look faster like you said they're just there he doesn't have a misstep like he's so perfect and meticulous with his steps like it's incredible so i'm really excited to see what it looks like in like game time you know. Yeah, and did you I don't know if you thought so. It might just be me. He looked bigger too. Like he looked not like huge, not like you know, TO big, but he looked big. Yeah. To me and and I don't know, he just looked he looked really good. Everything, physique, quickness, footwork. He looks good. I think and obviously he's been a great player since he came in the league. I think he might have his best season yet this year. Simply based on the fact that he's he's playing with, in my opinion, yes, Eli had more experience. I think Baker's much more accurate than Eli. I think that he's playing with the most talent he's ever played with. And Njoku to take some, you know, pressure off of him as well as, you know, attention off him. Jarvis Landry takes some pressure and attention off him. The running backs he's going to be playing with take pressure and attention off him. Good offensive line, like, He's always been the guy to watch with a couple good role players. Whereas, you know, obviously Saquon Barkley last year is a lot, but but that's, I mean, and Sterling Shepard, like a few guys here and there, he's never had this much talent around him on a team. I think he's going to go off this year. 
And I think a big part about that is that, like, it's not just about the physicalness and, like, the, the abilities of everybody. He also looks happier. He does look happy. Like, not just because, like, he he got traded and he's on a different team now. He's playing with his best friend. Yes, all that. But he just looks like he's actually enjoying but, his life. Yeah. A bunch of other young guys on the team, too, yep. into the same things he's into. Yep. It looks so, like a good situation. I, it it looks like a recipe for absolute success. So I would not be surprised if this was his best statistical year yet. And I think it's going to happen. Last one. Football is officially back. We've got a few scores for you guys um, of these recent games. Uh, Easton, go ahead, rattle them off. Uh, we got seventeen to thirteen. Okay. Thirteen to zero. Okay. Six zero. Ten three. Uh, Twelve two. Okay, interesting. Safety, you know, yep, you know, yep, a couple 13, field goals or a couple touchdowns with no extra points and, yeah. and a safety. Okay. 13 to 11 okay. to 4, 18 to 5. Two safeties, very interesting. <laughs> this Are you no, sure this is football? It was a field goal and an extra point. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> These are football? Are you sure? Oh, no. What? Um What do you mean? I I don't know. What is it? It's not football. What could it be with scores like that? I don't understand. I mean, yes, there's still like can't be basketball. Way too a, little for basketball. A Chicago Bear team, but they're not like the full grown bears. Oh, they're little, they're, they're Chicago baby bears. Cubs? Yes, these are baseball Chicago, stats. Yeah, these are baseball stats. Yes, yes, baseball scores. Yes. Shut your mouth. Yep. Who are these scores? What are so they? yeah, so Saturday, which was the stupid high scoring game of 17 to 13 was the yankees over the red Sox. good that was gosh, crazy 30 runs yep uh cubs were six over the reds oilers 13 over the indians twins 10 three uh over the white Sox. like all these games like and even i'm like looking just looking for the biggest bigger numbers but I mean, the Phillies Marlins was six nine. That's fifteen runs in a game. Like, Goodness gracious! As boring as baseball is, this is very exciting for them right now. It they're they're trying is. to pull any attention they can. I think they're allowing roids right now because there's <laughs> so much excitement. Or well, in this lull, and like I said, this is usually the ba- the crappy time of the season for anybody, even a baseball diehard. And now you got these scores. This is great for right. us, especially as just re- like sports fans, because. We get this kind of, and we're so close to football. Yeah. It's like they're like, they're giving us a little preview, like yeah. football's coming. And I'm, I was kind of sad because the Pirates spanked the Cubs 18 to 5. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so that one was not a good one. Sorry. Giants I guess I got to pu- say sorry to myself because I kind of yeah. am a, a, an adopted Cubs fan now. So You're welcome. Thanks. But also sorry for the loss. That's okay. Javi Baez had a really nice grand slam a few days ago. Dude, Javi Slam, he's he's... He's got to be one of the top players in the league right now. Oh, easily. And he's he's going to get paid for it. Easily, yeah. And, like, not only is he a good player, he's, like, one of the most beloved players in baseball oh, right now because yeah. he's, he's hilarious. He is. He, very cool guy. I like him a lot. Um, So, yeah, so that's, that's kind of what we're going to end on, these insane baseball scores. Giving us an introduction of what football is going to be like, what we're what we have to and look forward to. It's Actually, been pretty consistent. Like I'm looking at the past four, four, five days of scores, yeah. and like and it's you're the seeing same. them all yeah. over. Like yes, there are some lower ones, but I mean, you know, even like where people yeah they got shut out, but they were high scoring shutouts. You know, six nothing, mm-hmm. thirteen nothing. But then yeah. there's like five four, six eight, five four, nine five. Like there's constant runs being had. Very exciting games. So if you want to get into baseball. Now's the time. Here's my biggest question. What the heck is going on with the bullpens? Um, These pitchers, are. what are they doing? Is it slow pitch for the past week or so? I just think these hitters are getting so good. Yeah, that's true. And they, they used to say, I don't know if it's still like this the same precedent, but they used to say that hitting a baseball is one of the hardest things to do yes. in sports. You know what I think, it though? It doesn't seem like it yeah, with no. these scores. You know what I think? I, I believe... I don't have the statistic in front of me. I believe I'm right, though. I believe that the home run percentage or the amount of home runs being hit right now is higher. It is just steadily climbing over the past few years or so. Mm -hmm. But I believe the strikeout percentage is climbing as well. 
And I think these players, especially these big hitters, go big or go home. They are swinging for the fences. You know that old ideology of baseball of yeah. base hits, base hits, base hits. Yeah. It's kind of that old ideology of football, defense wins championships. Yep. They're both dying. What do you see in football? 40 mm-hmm. point games every week almost. What are you seeing in baseball now? You've seen a lot of strikeouts, but you're seeing 17, 13, yeah, 14, like, 4, whatever. Like the uh, the Rams and Chiefs game didn't yeah. seem like defense was there. A fa- it didn't. It looked like a pickup game when you're starting on the 20 yard line. Like, yeah, it, it's wild. So I think that's what's happening in baseball. I think they're striking out a lot more, but they're also hitting a ton more home runs. So very interesting week of baseball. That's what we got for sports talk. All right, our last segment of the day, one that we've been waiting for for a very long time and have not been able to do because of the lack of interaction. Well, guess what? It's over. It's here. And hopefully it'll continue so we can do this every week. But we have our very first mailbag segment. Let's what, hear a round. Heck, let's hear a round of applause. Why does it still sound like me? I have a co-host now. What's going? Oh, oh. All right. Yes. Studios. Wild full. crowd here. So let's jump right into it. Ethan and I will both briefly answer questions or talk about comments or ideas. You've got mail. And um, without further ado, here we go. Our first mailbag ever comes from at Andrew Kaler on Twitter, and he says, Hey, take it, leave it, BH. With the recent NBA switch-ups, do you think a player has a responsibility to making their team better, or should they be focusing on getting rings wherever they can, or are there no rules? Isam, I'll let you lead off. Yes, thank you. I like this question a lot, and uh, thank you, Andrew, for your submission and your listens. We appreciate you, and uh, love you as, as a friend not just as a listener of the show. But um, I like this question a lot because it has a lot of context to it and it's a little bit more complex than it sounds. You know, because initially you could just say, yeah, the player's got responsibility wherever he's playing to get, you know, yeah, to make his a, team the best he is. He's got a contract. He has to, yeah. But if you think about that, he's also trying to get rings wherever he can go, you know. And chasing rings and chasing fame and stats – and all the above, I think, has kind of become more of the mindset of the NBA. I think old school it was whatever team you get drafted on, that's where you stay, you die at that team, you know, like your career's at that team for the most part. But now I feel like it's go wherever you can to succeed the best and get your name bigger and better and try to get more stats and more rings because that's what it seems like the NBA is is feeding into these players is that that's that's what you're supposed to be that's how you become the greatest you know i mean lebron has three rings at this point yes at this point he has three rings but he's been to nine or eight so it doesn't doesn't matter the the point here is is that people want what that greatness is and the way you get in this conversation is via stats via being the best player on your team, you know, being or having rings. So even if you're like, say, a number three and you can get traded to a team that's not doing very well or isn't good, um, you know, you may take that option just to be the face of that franchise, you know, or um, people are creating these super teams. And the reason they're creating super teams is to get rings. To get rings, recognition, and, you know, to make history. Yeah. I would tend to... This is a tough question. It's a very good question. Thank you, Andrew. Um, it's tough because a few people feel a different way. So, there were NFL players that were asked. I believe Larry Fitzgerald is one of them. Would you rather win a Super Bowl or multiple, whatever, or be in the Hall of Fame? So, it's the whole Dan Marino question. It's the whole... Charles Barkley question. Would you rather win a championship or be in the Hall of Fame? And every NFL player that was asked said, I'd rather be in the Hall of Fame. 
Like if you if I had to choose between the two. And their reasoning was because that's their self-accomplishment, what they've done mm-hmm. individually. They're one of the greatest ever. Yeah. Opposed to there could be a bench player that never starts a snap in the NFL and gets a ring. You know what I mean? So that's the difference. But then you do have these Charles Barkleys and the Dan Marinos who are awesome and they are great and they are some of the best ever, but never won the ring and they would give anything for it. You know, they might even give up their Hall of Fame spot to get that ring. But that's the problem is they can't do that because their career is still there. So anyways, I say all this to say, in the NBA at least, I think players should look out for them first and foremost, like themselves first and foremost. It's a players league. It's a players league. Because here's the thing. These GMs, these front offices, these owners, they look out for themselves first and foremost. Why do they make any of the decisions they make is to make themselves more money and themselves more successful. Mm Mm-hmm. So why not NBA players do the same thing? Why not tell yourself, look, I know uh, for for good players, I know I'm a good player. I know I have a good chance of making the Hall of Fame and being one of the best ever. Let me surround myself with some other really good players so then it's a little easier for me. Or if you're not a great player, you're a B player, a C player, a D player, you're a role player, a bench player, whatever, say the same thing. Say, I'm probably not going to make the Hall of Fame. Might as well go get a few rings. Yeah. Might as well go to the Warriors if they offer. Might as well go to the Lakers if they offer. Might as well go to Boston if they offer. So I believe that, Andrew, to answer your question, at the point, at this moment, there really aren't any rules. It's really up to the player themselves. I don't think there's any like set rules on it. Obviously, there's not any set rules on it. But I believe that, yes, you want to make your team better, but they almost go hand-in-hand. Hand. Chase rings. And you're going to make that team better. Whatever, wherever you're chasing those rings, you. I mean, if you're a good player, we're we're assuming it's a Kawhi Leonard, it's a LeBron James, it's a KD. If you go to any team, you're going to make them better. So you're already accomplishing that. So why not chase the rings and go play with better players? That's what I think. Go right. play with better players. Make it easier on yourself. And for KD specifically, he was a really good player. They couldn't win. Couldn't win. Couldn't win. And. Not going to go off on a tangent about Russell Westbrook, and he's the reason that they're not winning or anything like that. But KD couldn't win, couldn't win, so he went to the Warriors. He chased his rings. He got his rings, and now he's going to the Nets. And I think that's because he wants to have fun. He wants to be where he wants to be. He wants to play with Kyrie, which is a huge thing. Kyrie. Yeah, and they talked about it at the All-Star. and like every, So like, I think it's everything to a degree. Yes, they have, they have a response to make their, the team that they're on better, but as a player, you still want to get rings because that's that's what you're playing for. You know, if you're playing Monopoly, the object of the game is to get as most money as you can and win. I think that's kind of what these players are doing. Trying to the object of the game is to get as many rings as you can, many championships as you can, because that's why you're playing the game in the first place. Yeah, is to get to the playoffs and the championship and win the final game. Agreed. So, very good. We're gonna move on to our next question from. At Ethan underscore Cador, he says, and thank you, Ethan, for your input. We love you as well. At Take It, Leave It, BH. If Lamar Jackson has a breakout year and Taven Bryan, Jags first rounder in 2018, plays at a mediocre level, who should get fired? So the way I'm taking this question is if uh, Taven Bryan, who was chosen in lieu or instead of Lamar Jackson for the Jaguars, if he plays mediocre this year and Lamar Jackson goes on to have a breakout year with the Ravens, who in the Jaguars organization should get fired? Kind of a tough question simply because these decisions kind of come from a lot of people in the organization. Yeah, it's like a multiple thing that all the heads get together, kind of yeah, discuss you know, it's, of things. Head coach has a big pull, owner has a big pull. My guess would be, though, the main guys or the main powerhouses to make this decision would have been Tom Coughlin and David Caldwell, the GM. Um, The problem is a lot of people, a lot of teams in general, were not very high on Lamar Jackson as a first-round quarterback. They thought early second round, maybe mid-second round. So the fact that he went in the first round was a little surprising to begin with. So at first you want to say, okay, well, maybe the Jags thought he would slip to the second round. They can grab him. But they picked at the end of the second round. 
So that wasn't probably in their in their heads. They, it just seems to me that when they evaluated him, they just really didn't like what they saw. And so I would probably put that on Tom Coughlin and uh, David Caldwell. They're to they're to blame, but should they really be fired for that? Decision? Yeah. Again, as far as being fired goes, because and I know at, Ethan, you're like me. You're a diehard Jags fan. I'm a diehard Dolphin fan, and we always want we want blood when something like this happens especially if Lamar Jackson balls out and ends up being a great quarterback. But remember, hindsight's always twenty twenty, And at that point, Blake was their guy. Yeah, and, and even then, because that was the year y'all went to the playoffs, Blake wasn't playing fantastic, but he was playing good enough to win, and you had a great defense. So, I don't know. like I said, it's a tough decision. If you had to fire somebody, though, my guess would be David Caldwell, simply because... Tom Coughlin kind of came in, juiced your franchise, and then kind of has now fizzled out a little bit. But still, I like what he brings to the table. Whereas David Caldwell, if he truly is, you know, being the GM, as the GM, being the talent evaluator, you kind of have to go with him and, and get a better talent evaluator in there. So that uh, evaluator in there. So that would be my answer. Again, very tough to narrow it down to one person, though. So maybe think about clearing house. <laughs> yeah i mean with with the multiple people involved in making these types of decisions it's definitely hard to narrow it down to one but if it was me and and i had to make the decision here i would probably uh fire Taven brian <laughs> yeah for being yeah. mediocre you are a bust goodbye yeah what's that show jeopardy you uh, are the weakest link jeopardy no not jeopardy the, the, um the, the weakest, the weakest link, link. <laughs> <laughs> it's like in hot rod you when he's like all the weakest link Goodbye. What's the name of that show? <laughs> it's like in Hot Rod when he's like, what's that song that's like about grandma get run over by a reindeer? He's like, grandma got run over by a reindeer. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, no. Anyways. <laughs> uh, all right. Our third one. Easton, you can lead off on this one. At Hooper Faith. Who's that? <laughs> My little sister. Says, at take it, leave it, BH. Which is better? Breakfast burritos or omelets? So, thank you, Faith, for the uh, for the question. And uh, like we said prior, in the in the last episode, you can ask us about anything, and we'll we'll uh, we'll answer it here on the show. Uh, you know, questions, comments, likes, dislikes, whatever, it doesn't matter. We'll take it all and we'll address it. So, without further ado, omelets or breakfast burritos? I'm going breakfast burritos as better. Breakfast burritos. All right. Interesting. You are a Taco Bell breakfast guy. I, I am. I am pro Taco Bell breakfast. I have still never had Taco Bell breakfast. And uh, that's probably good because you'd go bankrupt. You think so? Is I that love good? It. I, I love it. I do. But, I mean, Taco Bell aside, I would go breakfast burritos just because I'm, I'm a finger food guy. Who says you can't eat an omelet with your fingers? My fingers. Why? Because it'd be slippery, slimy, falling apart. You can eat anything with your fingers if you want to. Soup. Take a while, but just dip your finger in and... Anyways. <laughs> My gosh. No. But yeah, I'll, I'll go back, breakfast burritos. I'm a big fan of chorizo. Okay. You okay, could put it in your omelet. You, you could. But it's a lot better in a burrito. This is a tough one for me because I love burritos in all forms. But I think I've got to go omelet. And I don't, I'm just, a, I am an, I like omelets. You can so, have eggs in your burrito. That's true. I you don't know. You can't have burrito about, in your eggs. Burritos are good and breakfast burritos are good, but I've never, well, no, it's very rare that I'm like, I, I want a breakfast burrito. I don't eat many breakfast burritos, so it's rare that I want one. Whereas if I go out, it's very, it's pretty likely, but not likely because I, I don't order omelets a lot either, but it's always on the table for me. And I do. I'd say 50% of the time I go get breakfast out to eat or whatever or make breakfast. I'm making an omelet because they're easy. You can put anything in them for the most part. So like That's as how simple I feel as, about the burritos that's though. That's true. Because you can literally just take anything out of the fridge. It's the tortilla that gets me though. Like tortilla, when I think tortilla, I love tacos and fajitas so much and quesadillas. I'm just like, I'm not ready for the egg. Like I like... Because breakfast, I, as much as I like breakfast, and there's times where nothing satisfies but breakfast food, it's usually my last option to eat. Like, I, I prefer lunch and dinner foods. So, when I think, like, tortilla, I'm thinking those, like, 
I'm thinking tacos. I'm thinking fajitas. I'm not thinking breakfast burrito. And so that kind of throws me off. Whereas like omelets, it's just, you know, it's straight eggs. It's, you don't got anything to hold it. You just cheese. Even if all you got is eggs and cheese, boom, omelet. You got eggs, cheese, and lunch meat. I tear up lunch meat, put it in that junk. You got, you could do that into a burrito. I, the tortilla is not my thing for breakfast. I'm going to slap you in the face with a burrito <laughs> tomorrow morning. I would probably eat it, okay? It's just not my goat. It's not my choice. It would be my be first the, choice. The new trend, instead of a slice of cheese at the face, it's going to be a tortilla. slap with a burrito. Especially if you like, got a little damp and it like just sticks to my head. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just, I don't know. Like You could even, like, shoot, throw in some... Ooh, some peppers, some sautéed onions, some Put those in your burrito. The tortilla. I don't want it, preferably. But I would eat it. <laughs> I just don't, wouldn't prefer it. Anyways. Yeah, that's my preference is definitely the omelet. Last, Psych burrito. Last but not least, at iCamp on Twitch says, Are y'all pumped? And he used the word y'all. Wow. He must be from Alabama or something. Something. Actually, I use the word y'all all the time, especially in text. I've never used that unless I was quoting. You northerner. Are y'all pumped for Stranger Things new season? The only two words I have for you, Logan, are roll tide. I'm going to take that as a yes. My answer is yes as well. We're actually going to be watching it tonight, which is Wednesday. Well, technically it'll be... At midnight is when it drops, so technically, technically Thursday. happy July 4th, Thursday, 12 a.m. We will be watching. We're gonna, we might try to knock the whole thing out, but it depends on how many episodes. If it's eight, nine, which is normal for them, eight, nine episodes, probably, which it's, it's got to be at least that. We're, I'm not gonna make it because then that puts us in bed at like eight or nine in the morning. Then for 4th of July tomorrow, can't do it. Um, but if for whatever reason they come out with like a three, four episode season, I'm in. I would be highly upset, but I would watch them all tonight. And Easily. then probably watch them all tomorrow. I'm thinking we get through four tonight. Yeah. So if it's another eight, nine episode season, we'll be halfway through tonight. Let's go to bed four or five AM, get some sleep, wake up, fourth of July. Whoop whoop. What about you, Ethan? You excited besides Roll Tide? Uh yes. Definitely excited. And I think I'm so excited that I'll talk about it in the next week's episode. Oh, I think so. I think that's gonna take the place of our Game of Thrones recap. Bless you. Ethan looked but like he was going to sneeze. I, I don't know how I didn't sneeze, but that's why I, I stopped bless talking. You. Yeah. You are blessed. Thank you. You are blessed. Thank you. You are blessed. Thank you. You're welcome. See, three times, like Jesus asked Peter if he loved him three times. Peter also said he didn't know Jesus three times. He rejected him three times. I, I, I blessed you three times. And I thanked you three times. That's our show. Thanks so much for hanging out. Uh, you are blessed as well. We love you guys. Have a happy and safe 4th of July. Please, yes. we love you all and want you all listening still. You, you know, can take it or leave it, but take that, what he just said, and don't leave it. Like, Actually do that. Be safe. We love you. Peace. Take it or leave it.